Hello, I'm Regina Botras and this is Backstage, where we talk with the who's who on stage, in dance, comedy and performing arts, speaking with the leading theatre makers of our times and how they came to the stage and what drives them and inspires them. And my guest in this podcast is Rachel Healy. She is the Interim Director of the Pavilion Arts Centre at Sutherland, a new performance space or art space. And it's opening this week with the first show, Bangara's Waru, which was directed by Stephen Page and written by his son, Hunter, and premiered last year. And it's on this weekend at this new like I said, Arts Centre. Um, Rachel has been working in the arts and cultural sector for more than 20 years, including the Director of Performing Arts at the Sydney Opera House, 10 years as General Manager of Belvoir Theatre, Adelaide Festival, and probably so much more, I'm sure. Um, and now Interim Director at Pavilion Arts Centre at Sutherland. Welcome to Stages, Rachel. Hi, Regina. It's great to be here. Great to have you on and great to have a new space. Now, before we get into the show on this weekend, what does it mean to have a, a new space opening directed towards the arts? Oh, it's just so thrilling. I mean, I think everyone knows how tough it's been for arts and arts organisations over the COVID period. I mean, it was very well documented in the media, the fact that you know many artists were not entitled to JobKeeper because of the nature of the way the industry works and you know venues closing everywhere and really it's been a very dark time but in that time to see councils like Sutherland Shire and others frankly around the country Geelong Performing Arts Centre is another one really double down in their support for cultural activity through new or massively improved cultural venues. They're popping up all over the country and Sutherland Shire Council has invested $42 million in turning the Sutherland, old Sutherland Entertainment Centre into a completely new and really thrilling new performing arts centre. And it's just been such an, an exciting and an exhilarating project to be involved in in the last 12 months, particularly as I've really come to know the community of, South, of Sydney South and how much creativity is such a big part of everyone's life in this part of, of Sydney. And that's been, you know, really fantastic. Indeed. And it does kind of feel like we are pulling ourselves back there's so much more to see and so many more people going to see things which is just terrific so what's happening this weekend at the pavilion this is sort of the the opening of the the new center yes well look, we, our grand opening uh is on march 4 with a big gala event uh-huh. but of course the venue was not going to meet its audience for the first time on March 4. That would have been madness. And so we've got a series of shows uh, that are essentially our soft opening. And the very first one is the absolutely gorgeous Waru, which is Bangara Dance Theatre's first show specifically for children and families. Um, As you mentioned, it's directed by outgoing artistic director um, uh, Stephen Page, uh, starring the incredible uh, Emma Chris, and it's a work uh, that is 
it feels like the most perfect kind of introduction of, for audiences and for artists into this new venue. Um, there are four performances uh, across this weekend, 11 and 1.30 on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the Maritime Museum have uh, weaving activities in the foyer as they are educating children and their families on ghost nets. It's just a really uh, beautiful and sensitive story from the Torres Strait that uh, feels like the best kind of soft opening into, into what um, will be an extremely busy year of performance and activity at the pavilion. So uh, it's a the story... It's a puppet. It's beautiful. It includes puppetry. It includes dance. It includes storytelling. It's interactive. Mm. Uh, it's just a really, uh, really lovely 45, 50 minute show specifically for sort of four to seven year olds. Yeah. And it's been, um, it feels like just the right way uh, to very gently open the venue and to welcome audi- the very first audiences. And the fact that. Uh, that it's Bangara who are producing mm. and presenting this work in partnership with Sydney Festival, I should say, yeah. uh, makes it that much more special. Bangara are, of course, one of Australia's most treasured cultural organisations uh, known across the globe uh, for their brilliance, for their ingenuity, for their um uh, for the way that they connect uh, traditional and contemporary storytelling and dance and, and really uh, their appeal to audiences is, you know, decades established now. In my previous role as artistic director of of uh, Adelaide Festival, we had them in a number of um, our festivals and they're just uh, magnets for audiences. Absolutely. So great. From what I understand, it's a, a story that kind of provokes, I guess, young conversations about climate. Absolutely. Uh, it's absolutely connected to the story of our environment. As I mentioned, it's from the Torres Strait. Uh, and it's, uh, but it's a very, very gentle, um, good-humoured uh, story. I saw it at, at at the wharf in Sydney late last year, part of Bangara's studios, and so uh, it it's a a work that enables conversations, but it's also just a you know a, a beautiful um, experience. So uh, you can come at it through. Uh, you can have all kinds of conversations about the work. It's not only on on uh, touching on on themes of environmental sustainability. So, Rachel, you've been in the arts sector sector and the arts and performance, I suppose, as well. What have you seen change in the kind of voices that we are seeing on our stages, and how are they sort of developed over your experience or from your observation? Look, there's absolutely no doubt that uh, in the last maybe two years, maybe a bit longer, but pretty recently. I mean, I've been I've been working in the arts um, for actually it's over thirty years now. I'm afraid <laughs> to say. Um, uh, uh, and in that, in the last uh, short while, uh, the great thing I've observed is that our stages and our uh, and our administration and our back of house workers are becoming so much more diverse than uh, than it's been for most of my career. Uh, so stories from um, 
from people who had not traditionally been seen on Australian stages and what we understand to be an Australian story uh, has really diversified. I mean, I was at the Sydney Theatre Awards on Monday night and to see Belvoir's Jungle and the Sea, which uh, was a follow-up to their absolutely really groundbreaking production of, of Counting and Cracking. And Adelaide Festival was actually a co-commissioner of Counting and Cracking along with Sydney Festival. But when it was being developed, and it was developed over a couple of years, I mean, there really was almost no precedent of having um, a diasporic story from Western Sydney on main stage uh, Sydney stages and you know most of the cast at the time uh, came from or at least half came from Southeast Asia and you know it felt um, that from from our colleagues was that it represented a, a, a really major risk. There was a real uncertainty amongst many people that it would find any audience at all and so for it to have both the artistic and the audience response uh, was absolutely thrilling. It was really, really overdue that uh, the stories on our stages need to uh, be made and be told by our whole community. Going to the theatre should be like walking down Pitt Street Mall uh, where uh, there are people from every work, walk of life when you walk down Pitt Street Mall. And, you know, the, the reality was that for way too long, the works that were programmed, works that were performed, works that were workshopped were all being created and made by white Australia only. And so I think the best thing of the last few years has been that um, the arts community has confronted that and has decided to make really major changes. And, in fact, Jungle and the Sea was the follow-up to Counting and Cracking, and it's set almost exclusively in Sri Lanka. And it is an Australian story. And Shakti, who uh, took out, uh, well, it won like five or six awards on the night, including, you know, Best Production, um, but it also won the award for Best New Australian Work. And... And I think that that is uh, that's a, a little um, a portal into the future that a story told by uh, as, uh, artists whose heritage is Sri Lanka will tell a new Australian story that is based exclusively, almost exclusively in Sri Lanka and that that is what Australian stories are is um i think fantastic it's, it's incredible and it was it is an incredible show as well so the sutherland uh pavilion or the pavilion uh reinvigorating or invigorating regional uh not regional it's not really regional but a little bit metropolitan metropolitan that's the word what's coming up look uh I think this is going to be a really special venue for a few reasons because Sutherland is unlike, I'd have to say, anywhere that I've lived or worked in the country in that I have never seen uh, a part of a city that has so many really long-established community performance organisations and so, you know, if you come to Sutherland and you are at all interested um, as a kid or a teenager in or an adult uh, in not just 
attending live performance, but being part of a live performance. There's Sutherland Symphony, there's Engadine Music Society, there's uh, Sutherland um, uh, Choral Singers, there is Miranda Musical Society, there's Sutherland Theatre Company. The list goes on and on and on. And council in investing 42 million in this venue is hoping that it will be a space that both supports and showcases the best of national and international arts around Australia, but also provides a platform for those community organisations. And if you, you know, if you start to look around as I did at um, the alumni from this part of Sydney, you'll see that, you know, one of the principles of Queensland Ballet is from this part of Sydney. A number of the Sydney Dance Company dancers are from this part of Sydney. Olivia Ansell, Artistic Director of Sydney Festival, uh, is from this part of Sydney and her mum ran one of the biggest dance schools here. Uh, there is so much talent. Uh, there's talent all across Australia, but the talent here has uh, many opportunities to be fostered through constant performance, engagement with audiences, skill development, and I think it's really thrilling that there can be a, a state-of-the-art performance venue in this area for the first time that will help those skills go to the next level. And we've known for a long time that many of the uh, children and teenagers that have experience in those performance organisations go on to study at West Australian Academy of Performing Arts and VCA and, you know, they really provide a, a very um, evolved and talented pipeline for uh, those um, tertiary arts schools, performing arts schools. But I think that we can do more and I think, for example, you know, we've seen... Um, uh, an exodus of technical theatre workers out of the industry during COVID, why not also ensure that this venue provides opportunities for people who are interested in lighting and sound and professional development around rigging? You know, there's all kinds of opportunities to work in the cultural sector that aren't just about being on stage, in administration, in management, in producing. And I think that uh, that that's really informed the way that our programming has, um, has developed. So what you will see at the Pavilion this year is, of course, great performance from some of, you know, the country's greats. Marsha Hines is coming in. Um, incredibly fun stuff like um, Hard Quiz Live, um, The Wiggles. But you will also see uh, Miranda Musical Society doing Rent. You will see, uh, you know, a whole raft of community organisations and dance schools. And you will... You will um, uh, see all of this inflect with works that maybe you haven't heard of. I mean, we've got an incredible work from the State Theatre Company of South Australia, a piece of new Australian writing called Euphoria that just absolutely wowed audiences in its premiere last year. Now, that's not going anywhere else in Sydney, but Sutherland um, will have it and the Pavilion will present it as a way of contributing to uh, Sydney's cultural conversation and showcasing artists that may not be coming to Sydney in any other context other than their season at the Pavilion. So uh, the best thing really is to jump onto our website and uh, and check out what's coming up because there is a, uh, a whole uh, vast array of art forms of artists of um, performances from all kinds of backgrounds that will be coming through throughout the year.
It sounds exciting. And it sounds like Pitt Street Mall is heading to Sutherland. <laughs> oh, the diversity. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Healy, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure to talk with you about the arts and the new centre. I've loved it. Thanks so much. Rachel Healy there, the interim director of the Pavilion Arts Centre at Sutherland. <laughs>